right dead on there, <laughs> and I was able to move. But then coming to church this morning, uh, you know, I drive my truck, and I guess somebody had moved my outside mirror on my passenger side, and so I cut a car off. I was uh, moving back into the right-hand lane. I did not see it, and it was a little car. But anyways, I just said, thank you, Lord, because I know that I stepped in people. I was just blessed that the guy wasn't a nasty guy, I guess. But anyway, I just said, thank you, Lord, because I did. I just cut right in front of him, but I didn't even see him. So the Lord protected me and protected them. So he's really helped me out this week. So I just want to give him praise. not, grab your Bibles, go to the book of Job, the 19th chapter, and stand with us as we read. Job chapter 19, we're going to read starting in verse 23. Job 19, verse 23. Oh, that my words were now written. Oh, that they were printed in a book, that they were graven with an iron pen and led in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer liveth and that he standeth at the latter day upon the earth. And though after my skin worms destroy this body, in my flesh I shall see God. I will... I shall, excuse me, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and none other, though my reins be consumed within me. Father, tonight I'm thankful, Lord, for your love and mercy, and thankful, dear God, for this day. Asking you, Lord, to help me tonight, Father. Lord, touch every heart that's here, and help us, Lord, to just focus upon thee for a few moments of time, dear God. And we'll give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' holy name. And amen. Amen. You may be seated this evening. I'd like to say tonight that this, thinking about the 24, 25th verse, those first few words, for I know that my Redeemer liveth. I'm glad to say tonight, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that there's no doubt in my mind that Jesus Christ liveth tonight. He liveth in, in, in heaven above, He liveth in my heart. I know that he's alive and well in others tonight as well through the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. There's no way that we could deny this fact outside of just wanting to be pure ignorant, pure argumentative. You know, there are some people who would argue that so said you'd argue with the stump. You know, stump wouldn't say a word and you would still find a way to argue, they say. There are those who, re who, who reject the redemption of Jesus Christ, let alone the existence of it. And can't even believe that he could live, die, and rise again. But I'm telling you that Job believed that before it ever happened. 
He was convinced that it would one day be and that he would be able to see his Lord and Savior. Now, in his lifetime, Job did not see salvation the way that you and I see it. Job did not see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. He did not see him walking upon the earth. But one day, Job seen Jesus in a way that you and I can only imagine. And one of these days, you and I, with the grace of God, will see him as well. The focus tonight is on the word Redeemer. If you go to the 19th chapter of the book of Psalms, we will look at a few more verses this evening. 19th chapter of the book of Psalms. It says this. Sorry as I have to flip over there. Who can understand his error and cleanse me from secret fault? Verse 12. Keep back thy servant from propitious ends. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgressions. Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in, the sight, in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. David was saying here, and you think about this, only God truly knows the depth of the errors of our lives. Only God knows the secret faults that we have that we may not even understand ourselves. But yet, as God sees those things, he still sought to redeem us. And even going through the day and the hour that we're living in, and God revealing more and more to us as to how we should handle things or do things or what things we're doing wrong, we know this, that the God of salvation is still redeeming souls. And it is like this. When David declared this, he said, Let the word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. You know, some people will never accept us, but yet God will. We'll never be good enough or perfect enough for some folks, but yet God didn't look at us in our perfection. Instead, he looked at us in his love. Sending Jesus Christ to redeem us from sin, to set us aside, to keep us where he would have us to be so that we one day could be with him is a great pleasure. In Psalms, Proverbs 23, it says this in verse 11, for their redeemer is mighty. If you just stop to think about this for a second, is our God weak? No. Is our God frail? No. Is our God incapable? No. Is our God dead? No. Is our God deaf? No. Is he blind? No. What is he? He's mighty. He's mighty, the Bible says, to pulling down strongholds. As, as I think about this, and I guess maybe thinking this way tonight, there is nothing that my God cannot do to redeem me from hell. And there's nothing that he did not do to do that. And that he gave Jesus Christ to be the sacrifice for my sins and your sins. He did everything possible to stop this from happening, to stop us from going to hell outside of just simply forcing us to accept him. And what kind of redeemer would he be if he forced us? That's not loving. And you'd say, well, brother, already sure it is. Nobody go to hell. Listen to me carefully. To understand who a redeemer is, you've got to understand who you redeem, what you, what you redeem from. And so our redeemer is mighty. He pleads our cause. 
If you go to Isaiah and, and just think into this tonight, fear not thou, thou worm of Jacob and you men of Israel. I will help thee, saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I wasn't able to print these off tonight. The printer wasn't working to the, to, to the ability that I needed it there. But, but, but the short of the jest is tonight is that God is a Redeemer. And I want you to pray for us this evening. I don't know why it is struggling to get this out. There shouldn't be a struggle for you and I to understand the redeeming power of Jesus. There shouldn't be a struggle for you and I to understand tonight that there's none other redeemer other than him. And this world needs redeeming. Amen. We need it bad. There's a lost and dying world going to hell that needs to be redeemed. And I will say this, there are Christians that need to wake up tonight and realize they've been redeemed. They've been set aside. It wasn't done by a measly act of some, somebody who could do it. You and I couldn't do it, and everything that we could do would never have caused this to happen. But yet tonight I know this, that through Jesus Christ, redeeming power has come to you and I who will receive him as redemption of our sin. He's redeemed us from death itself. He's redeemed us from hell eternity. He's redeemed us even from our own uh, demise as we walk and live in this walk of life. He's redeemed us from our own destruction that we would bring upon ourselves. If it was not for the redeeming power of God, where would we be this evening? I'm just thankful tonight. I'm thankful for all that God has done. And I'm going to tell you, I'll tell you the truth. Brother Johnny, you're thankful for folks who don't give up. The devil wants us to lay down, coward up, stop, and just quit. But there's no place for that tonight. There's no place for you and I to just surrender and say, no, I'm not doing it. I can't go any farther. We ought to reflect back on the cross and see just exactly what it was that Christ went through. I mean, if you stop to think about it, in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he starts praying there, Lord, if there be any other way, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. His humanity, he was feeling and understanding, not because he was not God, but rather so that you and I would understand who he really was. And that in the flesh, he felt everything that we felt. In the spirit, he was strong. In, in his stance, in doing the will of the Father, he was strong. But he showed the frailty of his own body in that so that you and I could understand this, that no matter what comes our way, we can say the same. Lord, if there be any other way that this cup pass from us, but nevertheless not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Let me follow the steps of the one who redeemed me, who, who brought me out of the miry sin. We sang the song there. Who lifted me up and set me on a rock. Let me follow the one who when nobody else thought I could be or should be. He loved me in spite of me and still redeemed me. I've, I've said it before. I know that there are people in this world today who are surprised that I'm still alive, who are surprised that I stand behind a podium, who are surprised that me and my wife are still married because they just never believed it could happen. But yet Jesus did it. He's not surprised. He redeemed me from the things that would have destroyed all of those things. He redeemed you tonight from the things that would, that, that would destroy you, defeat you. 
separate you from God. He's our Redeemer. I, I thought about this. The word Redeemer is found 18 times in your King James Bible. 18 times. That's three times six. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and man. Think about that for just a second. It took those and they redeemed us, man. Two times nine. When you're redeemed by the Redeemer, you're unified to God. Because two is the number of unity or witness. Nine is the number of the fruit of the Spirit. You're unified through God. God's Spirit in it. You, you can't get around certain things in the Scripture. In Isaiah chapter 48, verse 7, it says this, or 17, Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou shouldest go. What a blessing tonight to have a Redeemer who will not stop and just say, well, yeah, you're on your own. But it says, I'm going to show you how to grow. And I'm going to show you where to go. I'm going to not just show you, but I'm going to lead you. I'm going to be there with you. I can remember there was times when, when uh, we would be out coon hunting with Dad. And Dad would be walking there and he'd have the light. And Dad would be real good. He, he'd be walking, he'd have the light, he'd be holding limbs and we'd be going through there. And, and everything just seemed to be just right. But Dad would get excited when the dogs hit the trail. He'd stop. And as soon as them dogs treed the coon, Dad was off like a lightning. The light that I had with dad at that time, when everything was going smooth and we were just walking or when we stopped was great. But I'm on here to dad would get so excited when the coon, he would take off. And pretty soon you had to run to keep up with the light. You run into limbs and sticks and twigs and everything else because dad was off like he was just off, gone, going after the dogs and the coon there. But, but you know what? God never does that to you and I. He never gets so excited about what's happening ahead that he forgets those who are still behind. Amen. Instead, God continues to be steadfast with the light, showing us clearly the path and the way that we should go. I'm not saying my dad didn't love me. I'm just saying sometimes we as humans, we can get so caught up on one thing, we'll leave somebody standing still. God never does that to us. In 49, verse 7 of Isaiah, the Lord, it says this, The Lord saith, the Lord saith, the Lord, Jimmy, thy Redeemer of Israel, and his Holy One, to him whom man despises, to him whom nations abhor, the servants and rulers and kings shall see and arise. Princes also shall worship, because the Lord that is faithful and the Holy One of Israel, he hath chosen thee. You, you wasn't just sit out there and by chance happened. God chose you. God chose me. God desires us. We're not alone in this world. We're not set aside. We're not just a waste plot waiting to happen. If you go over to Jeremiah chapter 50. Jeremiah chapter 50. Let me read one more. And we'll close this evening with prayer.
everything that's going on in the world today, I said this last week, I say it again tonight, when we look out across the land and we see what's going on in Israel, things like this has happened before. They're not um, things that's never been. But I said there's something about this one that feels different. It just feels different. And it is different. We're another day, another hour, another minute, another moment closer to the return of the Lord. We don't know what's coming tomorrow and the things that befront us are in the sight of God though we don't see them yet. We don't know the conclusion of what will happen here. Now we do know this, that with our faith and our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, that no matter what comes our way, we will go to be with him in the end. I, I mean, I am assured tonight that as I stand before you because I believe in the word of God and everything and I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and you couldn't convince me that he does not exist. I know he does. I believe that if I die tonight, I will go to heaven. You can't tell me I won't because of what you think about me. I'll tell you what I know because of what I know about him. But we get scared with the days, not understanding the future. But this verse of scripture is the last place that it was found, the word redeemer, in your Bible. And by the way, an amazing thing, the word redeemer is only found in the Old Testament, not in the New. The word redeemed is found in the New Testament, but the word redeemer is only found in the Old Testament. And in Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 34, it says this, their redeemer is strong. He's not a weakling. If you think about it tonight, and I, and I was talking about this morning, we resist the devil, he flees from us. One of these days, God will send him into eternity, never to bother anybody again. One of these days, the devil himself will pay for the sins and the deeds that he has done. If you just stop to think about that, our God is strong. Stronger than our thoughts, stronger than our will, stronger than our desires. He's strong. And if he's stronger than all of that, he's stronger than any that would do anything against us to harm us. When Israel is standing there facing the enemy tonight, if they could just focus on this, that the God who brought them out of Egypt is the same God tonight who sits on the throne. The difference is in the time that they come out of Egypt, they were being shown a way to go to a land called Canaan. Tonight, God is trying to show them the way to a place in a land called heaven. The only way to get there is the same way they got from where they were to Canaan. They got to follow God. They got to follow him through the blood of Jesus, through acceptance and salvation that he provided for them on Calvary's cross. And you and I are doing the same. But just think about these three, four words right here. Their Redeemer, capitalized, is strong. 
more than you and I can comprehend. Strong to God doesn't mean the ability to pick up something heavy. It means the ability to do anything and everything. The Lord of the host is his name. You want to be on the right place, be on his side. The old song says, I'm on the battlefield for the Lord. What about that one up there? Uh, I, I can't think of it now, but uh, it, it, it says to be, you know, we got if we want to be the Lord's host, we got we got to keep in the fight, right? Uh, but anyways, he shall thoroughly plead their cause that he may give rest to the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. When God stands up for you and I, when the Lord Jesus Christ stands up for you and I, there's nothing our enemy can do to stop it. There's nothing our enemies can do to hinder it. We've got a walk to walk, a fight to fight. But if we'll do it with the Lord Jesus Christ, in the end, the enemy loses. The children of God win. Would you stand with us this evening? <coughs> Father, I'm thankful tonight for who you are. I'm thankful tonight for what you've done. Lord, I pray this evening, help me. Help these that are here, precious God, we pray. Lord, lead us closer to you than ever before. Make us stronger and more sure than we've ever been. God, make us quick, quick to, to stand for you. Lord, let us be strong in faith, sure in word. Father, we ask you tonight, Lord, just draw us close. Lord, help us in the day and hour that we're living in. Lead us unto thee, we pray in Jesus' precious, holy, blessed, beloved name. And amen. Amen. Anything on